Hello and welcome to the Valley Fellowship Podcast. I'm Barone Savori, lead pastor at Valley Fellowship. And on this podcast, we seek to inspire you to help you acquire a new skill or perspective or wrestle with difficult questions about life and living in the 21st century. We do this through sermons, through interviews, and through conversations on these different various topics. And so we're so glad that you have joined us today. We hope that you will be inspired by the message that will be shared during this program. If you're looking to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Valley Fellowship SDA Church. You'll find us there. Or if you would like to view previous worship experiences, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Valley Fellowship SDA Church. God bless you. I hope hope this message inspires you today. I'm going to open up the Bible, the Word, and I want you to... Pull out your phone or pull out your iPad or or whatever you may have. You might even have your Bible with you. And I want you to go to Acts chapter 16. And the reason why I've kind of gone to this particular uh, scripture is because uh, it's the story of, of Paul that is thrown, uh, Paul and Silas that are thrown into a circumstance uh, that they couldn't control. Uh, and then they're quarantined, but yet they still choose to praise God despite of it. Acts chapter 16 And I'm going to begin with verse number 16. Acts 16 and verse number 16. It kind of lays the groundwork for the story. It says this. One day as they were going to the place of prayer and met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, these men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging and threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. That is a powerful story. Look, we can find ourselves in the middle of this story. We can find it there. Uh, Paul and Silas doing the right thing, minding their own business, uh, uh, operating under their purpose and their calling, which is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And while they're doing that, they're sharing and they're speaking to it. Someone is trying to distract and disturb them. And you notice that Paul does not speak to the woman. He speaks to the spirit that is inside of her. And if we just pause there for just a moment and we look at people and the things that they are going through right now, 
Some people might not be themselves right now. Some people might not quite uh, uh, be at their mind in, in, in their right frame of mind. They have anxiety. They have fear. They're struggling. They're trying to figure things out. They're worried about their families. Let's not judge them as humans during this time. As a matter of fact, anybody that's going through a challenge, let's not judge them, but let's speak to what it is that's happening inside of them. The worry, the anxiety, all of the different challenges that they may be facing. Let's speak to that as opposed to dismissing uh, uh, entire people. Paul and Silas, Paul and them as they spoke to her, uh, they not only are disturbed, and, and the Bible says this, they got annoyed. It's, it's all right to get annoyed every now and again. Sometimes people will get on your nerves. But, but when they speak to her, they are actually doing her a favor by releasing her from the hold that is on her. They speak into her life and they speak to the spirit that is controlling her. And they understand this, that if she can be set free and her life be changed, it will be better for her. And the men that controlled her and made money off of her, they're frustrated and they're angry. It's not her that drags them over to the courts. It's not her at all. It's the men who were using and abusing her that brought her to the magistrates to say, now she can no longer make us money because she's got her mind back. Somebody's spoken to her life and changed her life. And this is the power of our words. I want to part here for just a moment to say the things that we share and the things that we say to one another, the things that we say about one another, the way that we use our words has power. We can speak to build people up or we can speak to tear people down. The Bible puts it this way. It says the power of life and death is in the tongue. The way that we speak and communicate to one another has a profound impact in other people's lives and on our lives. Paul and Silas were speaking into her life to make her life better. And I wanna encourage us and challenge us that the words that we speak and the things that we share, may it build people up instead of tear people down. May it cause them to have joy as opposed to fear and frustration. Uh, I was in the grocery store, and, and many of you all have been in the grocery stores recently, and there isn't much, much there. I went to a local State of Brothers market, and I went there. I was limited to one uh, uh, loaf of bread uh, for all people so that there's enough for everyone. But while I was getting some fresh food, food, uh, fruit, a woman came up to me, and she began to share a story of fear about what could happen. And I could look at her, I could tell that she was very, very, very afraid. And, and many people are communicating fear. Are there some things to be worried about? Yes. But is there something bigger than the fears and bigger uh, that you can rely on? Yes, there is. And that is the power of God. Our words have power. And whatever it is that she had heard in that moment had given her so much fear that she was in the supermarket trying to buy as much as she could because she was afraid because of what she had heard in the words. So our words have power. Let's be mindful of the things that we say. And then, and then uh, because Paul and Silas have done this, and these men, they drag uh, Paul and Silas uh, in front of the courts, and they say, these men are not like us. Uh, they're not following our rules. We're going to put them in prison. But here in the story, I believe that there's a recognition of the power that Paul and Silas had in their lives because not only are they sentenced to go into prison 
but they are put in the innermost part of the prison. In other words, there's one place, but they are quarantined deeper into the prison so that they cannot escape at all. And they have their own personal guard. They are there in the dips and in the depths and in the dark of it. And their hands and their feet are put in chains so that they cannot be free. What a terrible place to be in. We're confined into our homes or only making essential visits outside of our houses here in California. Uh, and right now we're okay, but in a few days, you're probably gonna wanna get out and go back to your work and see your coworkers and different things like that. Uh, it almost feels like we're imprisoned in home to try to make things better. And this will only last for a season, but Paul and Silas had no idea when they were going to get out of the situation that they were in. They had no idea when it was going to end. They had no idea how they were going to get out of the situation they were in. They were praying and trusting God and they ended up in prison. But I love that the adverse circumstance that they were in did not kill their spirit. And this is where I really wanna to land today for each and every one of us. It's easy to get down and get, get frustrated and to see it looks as if it's a hopeless situation out there in society. But I want you to know right now that the choices we make right now in our connection with God and our connections with other people, the things that we say and the things that we do say a lot about who it is that we are and where we are in our connection with God. Paul and Silas were doing the right thing for operating within their calling, are thrown in prison, hands shackled, feet shackled, but yet what do they choose to do in that moment? They choose to begin to pray and they choose to begin to sing a song. They begin to sing hymns and lift their voices. Imagine all of the other prisoners that are there saying, why do these two men that have been thrown into this prison, what do they have to sing about? Well, I would suggest to us that what they have to sing about is what God had done in their lives. What did they have to sing about? They had the, a lot to sing about because of how God had given them freedom in their lives, how God had given them hope in their lives, how God had been able to change their lives. What did they have to sing about? They could sing about how God had used them to do powerful things, to change people's lives, to cause people to see the power of Jesus Christ in their lives. What did they have to sing about? They had a whole lot to sing about because they can look back at where they were and look at where they are currently and know, even though they were in prison at the time, that their life was better and changed. They trusted God and they praised God in the middle of it, not knowing what the result would be. There was no guarantee. And sometimes in our connection and our relationship with God, we're like, God, uh, if I do this, is there a guarantee that this will happen? A equals B. In our relationship and our connection with God, it isn't always that way. A doesn't always equal B. The timing isn't always what we want it to be. But here's what I do know, is that if we remain faithful to God, no matter what, that in due season, he will be exalted in your life. Paul and Silas, they're there, they're praying, they're singing hymns unto God. They're giving him glory in the midst of their circumstances, hands bound, feet bound, quarantined in the innermost part of, this jail, uh, of the jail there. And God does a miracle on their behalf. 
He does a miracle by creating an earthquake. Now, this is what kind of blows my mind about what God does and how he's able, uh, how God is able to do these miraculous things in our lives and in the lives of other people. That there is an earthquake that is so violent that it shakes the chains off of them, that it opens up the doors of all of the prison cells, cell doors, and yet no one loses their life. Think about that for a moment. An earthquake so violent that it shakes the very foundation, and yet no one loses their life. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's incredible. What a mighty God we serve. And the first reaction, this is, this is just, just speaks to um, when you know your calling and you know what God has done for you, that no matter what is going on, no matter what the circumstance, you stay on purpose, you stay on mission. Paul and Silas are there, they're singing, they're praising God, they're praying uh, in the darkest part of the night at midnight. They began to do that. They, they were singing and praising God at midnight. There was an earthquake that shakes open their chain, shakes off their chains and shakes open the doors. And then the guard who was supposed to keep them secure, they notice that he is about to take his life because now he realizes that if his prisoners escape, that there's no way that he is going to live because he's held responsible for them. But Paul and Silas are so on mission. They're so focused that even in that moment, they say, don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. Don't do that. Don't give up now. And they begin to speak life into him. And he becomes a believer. And others that are around become believers because of what they saw in Paul and Silas and how God had done miraculous and awesome things in their life to set them free. I don't know what you need to be set free from today. Maybe it's from anxiety, maybe it's from worry, maybe it's from fear. Maybe you're worried about your job, if it's going to be there, if it's gonna survive this lockdown, this coronavirus pandemic. Maybe you have anxiety and you're worried about your, your parents that you are a, a long way away from and you're hoping that, that they will be okay. Whatever it is, I want you to make a choice right now. I want you to choose to believe God. I want you to choose to trust God. I want you to choose to sing and to praise Him. I want you to choose to, to, to pray and cry out to Him knowing that He hears you and that He will respond. Jesus Jesus is the answer. He's the answer for our challenges. Here's the other thing and the last thing before I end this morning's brief message is that we need each other. One of the things that you notice with, with Paul's and Silas's story is that they were together. They weren't by themselves. And so as we speak to one another, as we speak life into one another, realize that we need one another. We need us to be, uh, each other to be uplifting, positive. We need to be praying for one another. We need to be crying out to God for his power to be made manifest, not only in our lives, but throughout the world. What a great opportunity this is. What a great chance you have. So reach out, share something positive with somebody. Call five friends or text five of them and let them know about how good God is. Share something great that you know about them. Share something that they did for you that maybe you haven't thanked them for. Whatever it is, shake the foundations 
of things in your life so that you can be able to see miracles happen. Thank you so much for joining us today. I pray that the message was inspiring and encouraging to you. If you'd like to connect with us, you can visit our website, valleyfellowshipsda.org. That's valleyfellowshipsda.org. There you can find out more information about our church. And if you'd like to give, you can find a link there to give to help support our ministry at Valley Fellowship. If you'd like to reach out to me, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is pastor at valleyfellowshipsda.org. Once again, that's pastor at valleyfellowshipsda.org. God bless you. Be inspired throughout the rest of today and be encouraged that God is on your side.